What is the difference between Catholicism and Protestantism? Give me examples of things that Catholics and Protestants don't have in common. Uh, Protestants are richer. Catholics have more freckles. We all remember the famous Simpson clip where Marge dies and goes to Protestant heaven and Homer and Bart go to Catholic heaven, which is way more fun. Marge Simpson, welcome to Protestant heaven. Where's Homer and Bart? But down here on Earth, what are the differences between Protestantism and Catholicism? Well, it goes back to Martin Luther. Not that Martin Luther. I'm talking about the fat Augustinian German priest, Martin Luther, who, like many in his day, noticed discrepancies and corruption in the Catholic Church in the 16th century. And instead of reforming the Catholic Church from the inside, Martin Luther wanted to formally change the structure the theology, the sacraments, the liturgy, and created something entirely new beginning in 1517, which became Lutheranism, but then broke into many other pieces of what we call Protestantism. So today we'll go through the 10 major theological differences between Catholicism and Protestantism. The main difference, number one, that's so obvious to people is the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I started with this one because it's probably one of the most controversial. For Catholics, the Blessed Virgin Mary is not only the mother of Jesus Christ, but she's also the mother of every Christian who ever lived. Catholics take this from the Gospel of John. It's one of the seven last words of Jesus from the cross when he says, behold your mother. And Catholics take those words literally. Whenever Catholics look up at Jesus on the cross, they believe Mary stands next to them as their spiritual mother. In every single encounter of Jesus Christ, Mary stands next to us and Jesus says, behold your mother. Catholics also believe that the Virgin Mary is the new Eve and the new Ark of the New Covenant. And they base all of this on the book of Revelation chapter 12 where we read about a woman clothed in the sun, standing on the moon with a crown of stars around her head, and she's at war with Satan. Now, Protestants deny all of this. They say Mary was a good woman. She was normal, but she was sinful just like the rest of us. But Catholics think this claim is blasphemous. They argue if God preordained a special golden box, the Ark of the Covenant, to contain the Ten Commandments, why wouldn't he do the same thing for his divine son, Jesus Christ, the virgin mother who would literally contain Jesus Christ? And this is why Catholics call Mary the Ark of the New Covenant. Number two, the second difference is that Catholics and Protestants have different Bibles. And this makes it really difficult when you're having a discussion because they'll say, well, where is that in the Bible? Well, Catholic Bibles are different than Protestant Bibles. Catholic Bibles have 72 or 73 books, depending on whether you count the book of Baruch as part of the book of Jeremiah, whereas Protestants have only 66 books in their Bibles. And so here are the books that are missing in Protestant Bibles that Catholics include. Tobit, Judith, Wisdom, Ecclesiasticus, also called Sirach, Baruch, 
1st and 2nd Maccabees, and there's also extended text in the book of Daniel and in the book of Esther. This makes Catholic Bibles much bigger. Number three is the structure of Christianity as perceived by Catholics versus Protestants. For Catholicism, the church is a monarchy. Jesus Christ is the king. He's at the top, but he has delegated his authority on earth to Peter, St. Peter, one of the 12 apostles, and Catholics identify the successors of Peter throughout time over 2,000 years. They call him the Papa in Latin or in Greek or in Italian, which in English we call the Pope. Protestants see the church more as a democracy. It's more we the people. And Martin Luther said, no more Pope, no more cardinals, no more archbishops, no more bishops, and no more even a class of clergy called priests. Instead, in Protestantism, clergy or pastors or reverends are more like authorized teachers and not actual leaders with divine binding authority over the laity. And that brings us to difference number four, the Pope, the Papa, the papacy. In Catholicism, the Pope is so important. Now, what is a Pope? According to Catholics, they believe that in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus transformed one of the apostles named Simon into a pope and gave him a new name. So according to Catholics, Jesus Christ changed Simon's name and gave him the name Cephas, which in Aramaic means rock. In Greek, the name is Petros, which is the Greek word for rock. And the word rock is a title for God in the Old Testament. Now, this doesn't mean that Jesus turned Peter into God. That would be ridiculous. But it does mean that, according to Catholics, Jesus gave him a name that signified God so that Jesus could be a representative or a vicar of God on earth. Secondly, in Matthew 16, Jesus Christ gave the keys of the kingdom of heaven to St. Peter. The Protestants, on the other hand, reject this completely. They say, look, no one is infallible on earth by being a sinner you're not infallible, and they say you only go by the Bible. The Bible alone is infallible. Now, this is a little bit controversial because technically it was a pope, Pope Damasus in the year 382, that gave us the canon of the Bible. So even the Bible itself comes from the action of a pope. Number five is the Holy Eucharist. Catholics and Protestants disagree fundamentally on this mystery. For Catholics, the Eucharist is two things. First of all, the Eucharist is really and truly the body and blood of Jesus, and they refer to this miracle or this mystery as transubstantiation. That's a big word with a lot of syllables. What does it mean? Transubstantiation is the belief that when the priest says, this is my body, and this is the chalice of my blood, the bread and the wine actually transform into the essence, the substance of Jesus's body and blood. It looks and smells and tastes like bread and wine, but in reality, when a person receives the Eucharist, they're actually receiving the true body and blood of Jesus Christ. Catholics also believe that the Eucharist is the holy sacrifice of the mass. So when a priest 
does the mass, what's happening is, is the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross is being made present in our very time on the altars of the Catholic Church. That's the Catholic view. Now, Protestants have a totally different view. Protestants believe that the communion, they usually call it the communion or Holy Communion, is just a memorial or a symbol of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. So they could take what they use in their service and they could recycle it or throw it in a trash because they believe it's still just bread and wine, whereas a Catholic literally believes it is Jesus Christ. And just like Catholics believe that the Mass is a sacrifice or putting us in the presence of Jesus on the cross, literally, Protestants believe that it's more of a remembrance ceremony. So we're all coming together and we're memorializing or remembering what Jesus did for us, but they don't believe that Jesus actually in that moment is presenting himself on the cross to the people. So that's the difference between Catholics and Protestants on the Eucharist. All right, so we're halfway through. That's the first five points. Now we're gonna move on to the second five points. If you're enjoying this video and learning a lot, please push the like button and consider subscribing. All right, so point number six between Catholics and Protestants are the saints, the idea of the communion of the saints. Catholics believe they can invoke people in heaven. So if they're traveling, they'll ask St. Christopher to pray for them. If they lose their car keys, they'll pray to St. Anthony. Uh, they can pray to St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Mary Magdalene. Anyone in heaven is still connected to them through the Holy Spirit, and the Catholics on earth can ask intercession from anyone who is in heaven. Now, all of these intercessions ultimately go through Jesus Christ to God the Father. I know that's a lot of theology there, but they believe that they have a connection. Just like you could ask someone on earth, hey, pray for me, I have a toothache. You could pray to someone in heaven and say, hey, pray for me, I have a toothache. And it all works together through the Holy Spirit. Protestants, on the other hand, say, wait, that is too complicated. It obscures the priestly power of Jesus. We're only going to pray to or through Jesus, and you shouldn't ever talk to anyone who's a saint. So that's another major difference. And this is why if you go into a Catholic church, you'll see statues or icons commemorating all these great Christians who lived over the past 2,000 years, martyrs. Whereas if you go into a Protestant church, you likely won't see statues or images or icons of saints because that's a fundamental difference between the two. What we have there is a difference. Number seven is the difference on authority. So Protestants following Martin Luther say, we go by sola scriptura, which is Latin for scripture alone. If it's not in the Bible, we don't believe it. Catholics have a different viewpoint. Catholics say, we follow scripture and tradition. And this is obviously going to make for a lot of differences because if you can't find the Bible, a Protestant won't accept it. Whereas a Catholic will say, yes, we follow the Bible, but there are also traditions that come down over time. For example, uh, making the sign of the cross is a tradition and other things like electing a pope and liturgy and sacraments and all these things that come down through tradition. And we accept those things also. And that kind of brings us to the eighth difference, and that is the number of sacraments. Catholics say that Jesus Christ, while he was on earth, instituted seven sacraments. What's a sacrament? A sacrament is an outward sign instituted by Christ that confers interior grace. 
So you can think of the seven sacraments as like instruments that God uses to give people down here on earth more and more grace to save them. Catholics say there are seven sacraments, and they are baptism, confirmation, Holy Eucharist, which we already talked about, penance or confession, anointing of the sick, also called extreme unction, holy orders, which is the ordination of a man to a deacon or a priest, and then matrimony. These are the seven sacraments, and they're very holy, and Catholic life and piety and devotion revolve around the reception of these seven sacraments, which you can find in the Gospels and in the New Testament. Protestants, however, following Martin Luther, following John Calvin, Thomas Cramner, the the whole original cast of Protestant reformers, they say, no, there's not seven sacraments, there's only two sacraments. And they say that the only two sacraments are baptism and Holy Communion or Eucharist. So they say, for example, matrimony is not a sacrament, whereas Catholics believe it is a sacrament. So Catholics will have things like confirmation, uh, matrimony, ordination. These are all major events in the Catholic Church, whereas for Protestants, it's really just about baptism and communion. Number nine, and that is how are you saved? Are you saved? Have you been saved? Protestants believe, following Martin Luther, in justification by faith alone. Sola fide. They believe if you just go to Jesus and you say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you, instantaneously you are justified, you are redeemed, and you are born again in that moment. Now, some Protestants believe you can't lose your salvation. Some Protestants believe you can lose your salvation. But they generally agree with Martin Luther that you are justified by faith alone in the moment you have belief in your heart. And they'll often point to the thief on the cross who was hanging next to Jesus, who expressed his belief in Jesus. And Jesus said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, the Catholics, they point to the epistle of St. James, who says we are justified by faith and works. In fact, James says we are not justified by faith alone, but by faith and works. Now, Catholics don't believe in salvation by works alone. A lot of Protestants wrongly think, oh, you just are saved by works. No, faith is the beginning, and then working together, like in a synergy, are faith and actions. And so they'll point to words and teachings of Jesus, like, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So they're saying, look, if you, if you believe in Jesus and you love Jesus, you're going to obey the commandments, and your faith and your works are going to work together. They're going to cooperate together. And this means that Catholics understand salvation more as a process, and Protestants understand salvation more as an instantaneous event. And that's the main difference. So a Protestant will say, I was saved, or I was saved five years ago at such and such a time, at such and such a date. Whereas Catholics will say, I've been saved. I'm being saved in the moment through the sacraments and, and my, my good works and my faith in Jesus and my love for God and my neighbor. And then I hope to be saved on my deathbed through last rites, extreme unction, uh, and so on. So that's kind of the main difference. It's instantaneous versus a process that unrolls over a person's life. And then that kind of brings us to the last one, number 10, life after death. 
Protestants, it's very simple. It's very binary. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. That's it. Two destinies, very clean when you die, heaven or hell. Catholicism, just as they see salvation as a process that's unfolding, Catholicism has heaven and it has hell, which they identify with the word Jesus uses in the gospel, Gehenna. But then they also have, in the afterlife, purgatory and limbo. And this is something that Martin Luther rejected and all Protestants reject. They don't believe in a complicated uh, life after death. It's just heaven or hell. Whereas Catholics will say, look, if you believed in Jesus, you loved God, you loved your neighbor, but in your life, you didn't fully repent. You didn't fully understand the gravity of your sin, uh, how you hurt people, how you hurt God, how you hurt yourself. You're kind of still muddy. You're, you're still dirty. You're saved. Like in 1 Corinthians 3, you're saved, but as through fire. And then there's the idea of limbo. And Catholics believe limbo is the place in the Old Testament where Adam, Eve, Abraham, Sarah, Esther, Daniel, Isaiah, all the good and righteous people who believed in God, until Jesus died on the cross, they couldn't go to heaven. So they were in the underworld, also called Abraham's bosom. Jesus talks about that. And they waited. It was paradise. It was nice, but it wasn't heaven until Jesus died on the cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, he descended into hell, into the netherworld, into limbo. And he brought all those Old Testament people into heaven. Limbo is also used for babies or young people. And if you read Dante's Inferno, he puts righteous pagans in there, though that's kind of debated. Uh, and this is where the unbaptized go who aren't, aren't saved. They can't go to heaven, but they don't, they never believe, they never were baptized, they aren't equipped to go. So they're not punished in the fires of hell but they're still excluded from heaven, and that's called limbo, which is from the Latin word limbus, which means edge, like you're on the edge. You're neither in heaven, you're neither in hell, you're in the limbo, where you get waiting in limbo and in limbo. So Protestants and Catholics have a different understanding of life after death. For Catholics, it's very dynamic with different terrain, different geography, different departments, whereas Protestants have it clean, heaven and Hell. All right, there are 10 differences between Catholics and Protestants. Did I miss anything? Leave a comment below. I look forward to hearing your comments. And uh, let's continue the discussion between Catholics and Protestants. And I'd also like to hear if you're one or the other, let me know. How did I do? And what would you like to see in the future? Thanks for watching. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says, You're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed. Hey, thanks for watching my podcast. I hope you learned something and hope you enjoyed yourself. If you want to get more, please hit that subscription button. I'll be putting out videos just about every single day. I'd love to have you here and to continue our discussion. And also make sure you hit that like button. Thank you. God bless.